In our current sermon series, we're exploring different dimensions of the new beginnings God offers to us. And today we'll talk about how we've been created for connection. Specifically, we're created to have connections with God and with each other. And as we develop these connections, especially our connection with God, we discover new life and new beginnings. The scripture that we'll study today is from the book of Jonah. Now, most of us are quite familiar with Jonah's story. We know that he was swallowed by a giant fish or a whale, but we may be less familiar with the mission that God had given him. The Lord wanted to use Jonah to help him connect with the people of Nineveh. Now, if you have a Bible handy, I invite you now to turn to chapter 3 of Jonah. I'll read verses 1 through 5 and then verse 10. Let's listen now to these words of Scripture. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. This is the word of our Lord. We Americans have become a disconnected people. And by disconnected, I mean one group of people seems to have nothing to do with another group of people. The situation has been described as one in which there are two Americas. And this has happened in part because we're not doing a good job listening to one another and working together to solve our problems. Instead, we've created silos and echo chambers where we engage only with the people like us and everyone else is demonized. Now, there are deep divisions in our country and it's alarming and it suggests that we as a people are not interested in having connections with folks who aren't like us. But many of us are troubled by this trend because we know it's not consistent with the teachings of the Bible. We know that God is working to build connections, not break them down. And one of the places we find this message is actually with the Ten Commandments. The first two commandments are about God and God defining his relationship with us. These two commandments set the foundation for the following eight, which define our relationship to one another. So in other words, the Ten Commandments are about connecting us to God and connecting us to each other. Unfortunately, these commandments aren't always followed. Israel's an example of this. There were times when the Israelites ignored the commandments, or they simply broke them. And thus there was a need for prophets who preached challenging words to remind the people 
about their need for connection, their need to be in relationship with God and one another. Now, disconnections can be traced all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and tried to hide from the Lord. And from that point forward, human history has been filled with more and more disconnections from God, both great and small. We see this at both the institutional level and the personal level. Historically, there's evidence of institutions like nations and churches holding beliefs that we now see as drastically different from the desires and intentions of God. And we've learned that living in ways that aren't in line with the ways of God cut us off from the Lord. Disconnections also happen at the personal level. Now, we may be struggling with our own relationship with God. We may not want to listen to what God is calling us to do. And at times, we may even choose to run away from the Lord. That certainly describes the story of Jonah. He spent much of his time running away from a relationship with God. He attempted to disconnect himself from the Lord. But God didn't give up, and through some creative effort, God reconnected with him. But we may be wondering, why did Jonah disconnect in the first place? Well, let me begin to answer that question by pointing out a small detail in the first verse of our scripture passage. And that verse reads, The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Well, what happened when the word of the Lord came to him the first time? Well, simply put, he ran away. In Jonah chapter 1, God said to him, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Jonah wasn't like Peter and Andrew or James and John who immediately stopped what they were doing so they could follow God's call. Instead, Jonah jumped into the first boat going in the opposite direction of Nineveh, hoping that God wouldn't notice. Jonah wanted to get as far away from God as he possibly could get. He had zero interest in going to Nineveh. And it's really easy to understand why. You see, Nineveh was the capital city of the Assyrian Empire. And the Assyrians had inflicted tons of harm and destruction on Israel. They had humiliated and crushed the Israelites. They stripped them of their culture and their land. From Jonah's perspective, the people of Nineveh were horrible, evil people. And he thought there would be no way that God would share love with them because their behavior was clearly offensive to the Lord. And plus, they had terrorized God's chosen people. So Jonah had no interest in sharing God's message with the people he hated. Doing so was unthinkable to him. Now, he might have seriously considered it if God guaranteed to wipe out all the people of Nineveh. But that just wasn't the case. And since he wasn't going to get what he wanted, there was the temptation to go in another direction. And that was much more appealing to him. Now, I want to point out that Jonah's temptation to flee away from Nineveh 
is essentially the same temptation that faced the first readers of the book of Jonah who were living in exile. Those Israelites were tempted to escape from their surrounding culture by huddling up with their own people while complaining about everyone else and even condemning them. This is also the same temptation that we face today. Now, we're tempted to set up our own little groups with our own culture, our own way of living, and our own way of thinking. We're happy to follow God as long as God leads us toward people we like. That's what Jonah wanted. And he wanted God to unleash his wrath on anyone who was different. And Jonah assumed that God would do this on the people of Nineveh. He assumed that their destruction was inevitable. And that led Jonah to conclude that there really was no value going to Nineveh. But what we see in Jonah is a person who was content responding to God on his own terms. Any instructions that he didn't like, he ignored. And that's why he went to Tarshish. He didn't mind serving God, but he wanted to work with people like himself. And he knew he would find people like that in Tarshish. Eugene Peterson, in his book, Under the Unpredictable Plant, reflects on Jonah's behavior and its implications for us. And one thing that he wrote that stands out to me is this. He said, We respond to the divine invitation, initiative, but we humbly request to choose the destination. We're going to be disciples, he writes, but not in Nineveh, for heaven's sake. Let's try Tarshish. And that's what Jonah did. He ran away from God. He bought a one-way ticket to Tarshish. And then we know what happened. A storm came while he was at sea, which nearly destroyed the ship he was on and all those on board. Jonah was eventually thrown overboard and swallowed by a giant fish. And while he was in the belly of that fish, he pleaded for help and prayed, You cast me into the deep into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. Now God heard his prayer and ordered the fish to vomit him onto dry ground. Jonah had tried to run away from God, but had little success because the Lord was working to stay connected to him. And once Jonah was back on dry ground, God spoke to him a second time, saying in verse 2, Get up, go to Nineveh, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. And he did, although rather grudgingly. See, the only thing he was willing to say is that Nineveh would be destroyed for its evil ways. I think he was really hoping that this would come to fruition, but it didn't. And it didn't happen because the people listened. They believed in God. Now, throughout Jonah's journey, we see people connecting and reconnecting with God. We first see this with the sailors on the ship carrying Jonah, who respected the Lord more than Jonah did. They weren't Israelites, but they prayed to God, and they made commitments to God. And in the process, a relationship with the Lord was established. And we see in the people of Nineveh another example of what it means to connect to God. 
The Ninevites were so grieved by God's message through Jonah that they repented. The people of Nineveh turned away from themselves, away from their wickedness, and moved back toward God. And God chose not to bring disaster their way. God is in the business of connecting and reconnecting with us to redeem us and to remind us of who we're called to be. Now, there are times when we lose our focus and we need to be reminded of who we are to God and who we are to each other. It's certainly what Jonah needed because he was trying to disconnect from God and go his own way. But God was showing him through the examples of the sailors and the people of Nineveh that the Lord works to connect with all people. And God continues to do this through Jesus Christ, who was sent for the redemption of the whole world. God's plan to redeem the world began with Israel and prophets like Jonah, who were sent to share the good news of God. And that same plan continues today with the church. The church is called to go into the world to share the good news of God's redeeming love. But it's hard to do this if we refuse to engage with certain groups of people. Jesus insisted that his disciples give their lives to building connections with all kinds of people, including their enemies and the people who weren't like them. At the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus told his followers to go and make disciples of all nations. And that means all people, not just the ones we like. And then at the very end, Jesus says, Remember, I am with you always until the end of the age. We can't escape from God. We can't escape from God's mission. God is working to put the world right and to set us right. This is why God sent Jesus Christ to us. And as his church, we're called to share the good news that God wants to connect and reconnect with everyone. We are called to proclaim God's love and grace to any who would receive it. God's kingdom is growing, and everyone is invited. Even those nasty Ninevites are invited. Even the people we don't like are invited. God's plan is that everyone will be saved by turning away from wickedness and evil and turning toward God, who is the only one who can save us. Let's remember that God is the only one who could free a guy from the belly of a giant fish, the only one who could transform an entire city of heathens, the only one who can melt hateful hearts. And God is the only one who can change us and change our world. It's important we hear this message because this is not a time for us to run away from the people we don't like, the people who see the world in a different way from us. This is not a time for us to run toward our own Tarshish so that we can be around people like us. This is not a time to run away from God or God's call. God has created us for connection and wants to use us 
to help build connections with more and more people, even the ones we see as wicked. The book of Jonah teaches that God doesn't give up on anyone because the Lord is constantly working to connect and to call everyone to follow him. My prayer is that all of us will turn toward God today and follow where we are led. Would you pray with me? Oh God, you are gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. We are grateful you're constantly working to connect with each of us. But Lord, we confess there are times when we run away from your presence and your call. We even run away from people we don't like. Lord, we pray that you'd forgive us. And we pray that our hearts would be open to you so that your love might heal us and heal all the broken places in our world. We pray this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.